Thank you for listening to the Soul City Church podcast. Be sure to follow us on our Facebook and Instagram at Soul City Church. For more information, visit us on our website, soulcitychurch.com. Really, 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 really. Not, and listen, not, not because, you know, it's all about them, but, but because they, they put themselves up here every single week to, in the hopes that you would be ushered into the presence of God, that you would be transformed. It's, be, it's a beautiful thing. Man, so glad, so glad that I'm here. I hope you're glad that you're here. In fact, if you are glad that you're here, turn to the person next to you, say, I'm glad I'm here right now. And then maybe shout it across the balcony if you need to. I'm glad I'm here right now. And then just grab a seat, if you will, if you're in this room or if you are worshiping with us online and you would agree, just say, it's good to be here, right? Type that in the chat, all caps, emoji, like write it in emoji language, however you would do that. It's good to be here. I know that's how I feel. Uh, If we haven't met yet, my name is John. I'm one of the teaching pastors here. And as Nick and Brandon mentioned, we're going to do things a little bit differently today. And I don't know if you have felt that thus far, but that is true. And because we're doing things a little bit different, I don't have like a really long sermon to give you all today. Uh, I can feel the relief from some of you already. That's hurtful, but I get it. Uh, If it's all right with you, I just want to take a few minutes here before we get back to worshiping, and I want to lead us through a really simple, simple but I think powerful reflection, and then I also want to let you know within that about a really, really exciting opportunity for something that is coming up at our church. So for those of you who were here last week, you know that our church celebrated baptisms, and yeah, it was fantastic, really, really cool, really amazing Sunday. You know, we say all the time here that our mission as a church is to lead people into a transforming relationship with Jesus. That's what we're all about. And last week, if you were here, you know that mission was on full display through the 36 people who said yes to God through baptism. Amazing. Amazing stuff. Last week, we saw people like Alicia, and we saw people like Keith and Nils. And we saw people like Doris. Look at them. Just four of the 36 who said yes to God through baptism. Each and every one of those people represents a story of transformation. And you can almost see it on their faces, can't you? A story of meaningful, deep change that God has and is doing in their lives. And one thing you should know about each and every one of those people and everyone who got baptized is you should know that while baptism was their latest yes to God, I can almost guarantee you that it has not been their only yes to God. I mean, when we talk about a transforming relationship with Jesus, you should know this. We're not just talking about a one-time yes and then you're done, are we? Those of you who have been in the game with God for a while, you know that it's not like I say yes once and then I've arrived spiritually, right? That's not necessarily how it works. The more time I spend in a relationship with God, actually, the more I become convinced that the process of transformation, the process of the change that God wants to bring into our lives, at its simplest form, is a process of small, simple yeses to God. I don't think it actually has to be much more complicated than that. Like when I think about my own story, when I think about the stories of the people around me, the stories of the people in our church, that just seems to be the case. That when we consistently say yes to the things of God, 
That's when transformation happens in our lives. When, when we take the posture of the prophet Isaiah, who in Isaiah chapter 6, when God asks the question, whom shall I send? Who can I send to my people? Who's going to go? Isaiah steps up and he says, yes, here I am. Send me. Ultimately, I'm not, I'm not so sure if it works like the way we think. The way we often think is that God is looking for really, really religious people, or God is looking for really, really smart people, or God is looking for people who know all the answers about the Bible. I'm not sure if that's what God is looking for. As much as God is just desperately looking for normal, everyday folks like you and me who are just willing to say yes when he asks, willing to say yes when he prompts us, when he pushes us. And that's what we're going to do today. So if you're in this room, you can actually look directly under the seat in front of you. Tucked away in that Bible, there's a little card. You can go ahead and do it right now. That's okay. It looks kind of like this. You can go ahead and grab that. Uh, And if you are worshiping with us online, we want you to be a part of this as well. So just grab a small piece of paper, maybe a few post-it notes somewhere in your house. Grab a pen. doesn't have to be anything special. Nothing special or anything about this piece of paper. So... I want to lead all of us through a little exercise where we're going to get a chance to pray and reflect on this idea of transformation through saying yes to God. And so on one side of this little card, you'll see it says, my last yes to God was, and then there's a little blank space. If you're with us online, you can just write those words on the piece of paper. My last yes to God was, and then just complete the thought. That's it. Write down the last time that you can remember you said yes to God in some way. Again, maybe for you, it's super top of mind. Maybe you were one of those 36 people that got baptized last week, and so that's pretty obvious. Or maybe it's even more recent. Maybe you said yes to God this morning by showing up here or or by tuning in online because someone invited you or, or told you about it. Maybe you recently said yes to an opportunity to serve or lead in our church in in a more meaningful or or intense way. Uh, Maybe you said yes to joining a group. Or maybe your yes has nothing to do with church whatsoever. Uh, Maybe recently you said yes to a change in jobs or changing locations during COVID. And I want to point out, it probably didn't feel like you were saying yes to God when you said that yes. Probably felt like you were just saying yes to an opportunity or yes to an invitation or saying yes to a conversation. But maybe this morning you look back and you realize that while it didn't feel like you were saying yes to God, God certainly used that yes to change or transform your life in a meaningful way. Just reflect on that for a minute. What was the latest or last yes that you gave to God? Take a moment, write that down. And before you rush past it, because we always rush past it, don't we? Take a moment and celebrate it. Take a moment and thank God for it. Thank God for how he blessed and enriched your life through that yes. Thank God for how he blessed and transformed other people's lives because you simply said yes to one little thing. I think this practice is so important for us to do consistently, to begin to look back and reflect And we can start to trace and see God's faithfulness in our lives. We start to have all of this evidence that God is this good, good Father, that God's love goes on and on and on. 
Like we were talking about, this process of transformation, this process of the change that God wants to bring into our lives, it is a process of small yeses to God. And so it's important that we celebrate the last yes, and it's also important that we begin to search or open ourselves up for the next yes. And so if you turn that card over, you'll see that on the other side, it says, my next yes to God is... If you're online, I just want you to write that on the other side of the sheet of paper, maybe on another one. My next yes to God is. My question for you this morning is, where is God calling you next? Like, what is the next yes for you? What is the next step in this transforming relationship with Jesus? Now, before you all rush to write something down, because I know y'all are the people that tried to get your homework done while the teacher was still lecturing so that you could hang out with your friends after you got home, I get it. Before you write something down, though, you should know that part of our job as a church in leading you in transformation is to provide you with opportunities to say yes to the things of God. And today, we actually have one of what I think is the most unique and powerful opportunities that we provide as a church with one of our global partners. And in order to help me tell you about it, I need to bring up my friend, Josh. Will you please welcome Josh to the stage? Thank you. There you go. Welcome, Josh. Thanks. Welcome. Uh, so Josh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who, who the heck are you? Yeah, well, my name's Josh Folkerts. I work for World Vision and get the privilege to invite churches all over the country into transformational experiences to help our brothers and sisters who live in poverty all over the world. And before I dive in, uh, I just want to say it's especially uh, monumental in my life to be here today because Soul City is my church. Uh, this is where my wife and I have gone for the last five years. Uh, Amanda is my wife. She actually got baptized by Jeannie in the old building about four years ago. So just so many special moments here at this church. And just wanted to say thank you to Pastor Jeannie and Pastor Jarrett and all the amazing staff here and to each one of you uh, that have just made this such a warm, welcoming place for me and my wife. Uh, it is a special, special church. But before we dive in, I want to ask just a simple question. How many of you over the last year tried something new throughout COVID? Anything? For you? Yeah, a uh, lot well, of us. So my wife and I got really into tie-dye <laughs> for a little while. Yeah. Not we started, where I we started a little go. side business, a little side hustle. <laughs> How many of you think he should wear a tie-dye shirt next time he preaches? Yeah, I want to see that. Oh yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, maybe it was Zoom meetings, uh, DIY projects. We just finished up a bathroom. Let me just tell you, just pay someone. It's not Amen. worth trying to save money. It was Amen. a bad decision. Uh, sourdough bread. Anybody get in on that fad? A few of us? Yeah. Well, today I just want to invite you into one more new experience, and that's to run or walk the Chicago Marathon for clean water projects all over the world. And I know just by saying words like run and walk and marathon in the same sentence, many of you have stopped listening to me already. <laughs> just come on back. If you're online, you're probably like going to make some food right now. Just come on back. Because that's the same way that over 500 people from Soul City have felt over the last 10 years. But they stepped through fear and they had their lives absolutely changed on the other side. And along the way, raised over half a million dollars for clean water. Wow. Clean water for 11,000 kids awesome. all over Africa. Yeah, and go, go, go ahead. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not here to cut you off. 
And I was just going to say, one of those kids was my sponsor kid, Grace. Uh, and I got to meet her a few years ago in Uganda. And I had just a blast getting to know her. And I asked her, I said, how has clean water changed your life? Like, why does me running actually change anything for you? And she stood up out of that chair, looked me straight in the eyes with a huge smile on her face, and she said, I'm going to become a lawyer. And I thought that was absolutely amazing. I had the same response as you, oh, but I thought, I might need a translator because I didn't ask what you want to be when you grow up. And her mom stepped in, saw that I was a little bit confused, and said, now that Grace doesn't have to spend hours each day going to get water, she can go to school. She wants to become a lawyer so she can help others in our community the same way that she's been helped. That answer absolutely rocked me. It still does. This little girl who had nothing by our standards was already thinking of the ways that she could give back because of people just like you stepping through fear and taking on this challenge. Yeah, and this partnership between Soul City and World Vision, it, it didn't start and it doesn't stop with you being a part of actually our online global church. Right, yeah. Since you're traveling around a lot, you join us. You're one of these folks uh, on the other side of that camera. But Soul City and World Vision have been partnering for many years in many ways outside of just the marathon. Was anyone in here a part of Chosen a few years ago? A few of you, uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, a few years ago, we, we partnered with World Vision to help reverse child sponsorship, where the, the child actually gets a chance to choose their own sponsor. Aaron and I were a part of that. It was incredible. And this past year, uh, we pivoted a little bit in our partnership to our building actually became a global distribution center for World Vision in a pandemic when things got thrown like crazy for everyone. And then, of course, there's the marathon. We've had, as you said, like 500 people from Soul City who have run the marathon for Team World Vision. And there's, you know, three, 400, a few hundred more online. Uh, some of them are ready to run right now. I can see it in their eyes. <laughs> Others of them are still thinking, I am not a runner. I'm yes. barely a walker. I'm more of like a sitter. So what would you say to someone in that position? You are in good company. I yes. would describe myself the exact same way. Uh, normally, we have about 2,000 people that run the Chicago Marathon with us. 80% of those had never even run a 5K before. That's right. 80% of our team has never done any type of running before signing up for this. We call ourselves the back of the Packers. We are last at almost every race we go to. Mm -hmm. We do this because we love Jesus, not because we are fast Kenyan runners. <laughs> this shirt gives it away, right? Like for a running organization, you would expect it to say run fast or run to win, at least the word run. We're just saying relentless forward motion, one step after the next, whatever that looks like for you. It could be crawling, it could be running, it could be walking. That's, Do what you need to. That's to my get entire to life, line. Josh, right there. Just relentless <laughs> just forward relent motion. One foot after the other. So uh, we have a plan that will take you from never running a day in your life to the finish line of the Chicago Marathon, as crazy as that sounds. It has worked for all kinds of people. I could tell you about Henry, who was 86 years old when he ran his first marathon. 86. Dang. I don't think we have any 86 years olds in the house. Maybe we do. But if you are not 86, you don't have a reason to not do this. If Henry can do it, you can do it. And then Ron, who was over 300 pounds when he first signed up for his first marathon. And year after year, keeps losing a little bit more weight by taking that next step. Whatever it looks like for you, you can get to the finish line. That's so cool. And not only is World Vision a part of the DNA here at Soul City, but the Chicago Marathon is in our DNA as well because 
the course of the Chicago Marathon literally runs directly in front of our church, right out front on Adams to the point where we actually don't hold services on Marathon Sunday. We just show up and scream and yell and ring cowbells for five and a half hours as everyone runs by. It's, it's a really, really, it's one of my favorite Sundays here. So I can tell that in just a few minutes, you've turned all these people into avid runners. <laughs> they're ready to sign up. What, what do they do next? Where do they go? Yeah, so if there is even the slimmest part of you that is interested in this, maybe just 1% inside saying you could do this, right after the service in the gallery outside, we're going to have just a quick five-minute info session to give you more details on what it would look like to join us. Coming to that does not commit you. You're just finding out more. But I'm only here today, so make sure you join me out there. And if you're online right now, we've got information on the screen for you to get connected with as well. We'd love to have you join too. And in just a second, we're going to watch a video. And you're probably going to have two voices in your head. You probably have them right now already. One is screaming at you, saying, that guy is crazy. This is not for you. Do not listen to him. And the other is probably a soft little whisper saying, you could do this. You could run or walk the Chicago Marathon yeah. to bring hope, life, and water to little kids just like Grace all over the world. Listen to that soft little whisper just long enough to come to the info session afterwards. Ubuntu is very important to us. It basically means I am because we are. We are all here united, moving our feet to make a difference in the world. We don't run for ourselves, but we run for more, right? I run for World Vision to raise money to help the Kids, they carry this 20-pounder, some water or miles, and I do this running for them. It's unspeakable to think that a thousand children are dying every single day. It's not just my kids. It's not just somebody else's kids. It's our kids. I've seen moms who would do anything for their kids. They would, in essence, give up their entire life walking for water for their kids that even makes them sick. And it's something that's solvable. Having clean water allows the kids to be with their family, to be in school. It really is like it's changing whole communities because water is the basis for health in every way of life. If you've never run before, World Vision has gotten thousands of people across the finish line. Just do it. Uh, if I can do it. Just uh, do it, seriously. You can do it. You know, this whole thing started about four years ago. I quit smoking. I've had five knee surgeries. So it, this, is a, this is a total gift that God's given back to me. We need to do something with it. I mean, the idea of running a, even a half marathon at 60 years old was like, well, that's a crazy thing to do. When you get to that finish, you know, there's a group there, high fives and cowbells, and it's an awesome community. We are part of the community before we are the individual. It is within that community that 
you are able to find life, you are able to find encouragement, joy. You are because we are. So that's the question that we're all asking ourselves here today. Not just, you know, will you run a marathon or not, but, but what is your next yes to God? And, and again, maybe for you, it's something that is kind of, uh, it's obvious in your mind and heart right now. It's kind of a next logical, sort of spiritual next step, you know? As simple as like, you're going to write on that card, I'm going to come back next week and make a commitment to come back or, or tune in again next week. Maybe uh, it's to get connected at, at our connection desk. Find out how you can not just show up here, but actually be a part of this church, be a part of this community. May, maybe it's a logical, spiritual next step, or maybe it is something you never, ever thought that you would say yes to. Like running or walking the Chicago Marathon for Team World Vision, to help make a difference for thousands and thousands of children and families all around the world. And I'll just add one more thing uh, to what Josh said. Uh, Just because you never imagined yourself doing something does not mean that God's not inviting you to do that thing. I'm a living testament to that. I never imagined I would be up on a stage as a pastor teaching people in this way pastoring, being a part of pastoring a community. Never imagined it. Still sometimes can hardly imagine it. But through a series of small yeses, God made something that once I said never into my right now. And I'm so grateful for it. So that's my question for you. We're going to sing, we're going to worship. And I just want to encourage you to open up your mind, open up your heart. What is God calling you to next? What is your next yes? We all have one. So I'll invite you to stand right now. We're going to pray, and then we're going to get this place absolutely shaking one more time. I'm really excited. So let's pray. God, thank you. Thank you so much that you are a God who wants to work with us, wants to partner with us. You're a God who's doing good, amazing, beautiful, transformative things in the world all the time, every day, yes. And you could totally accomplish all those things on your own. And yet you are relentlessly committed to partnering with and using normal, average, everyday folks like us because you want us to be a part of that work. We're your children. You want us to do things with you. And so I just pray right now that your spirit would be speaking so clearly into our minds and hearts, calling us forward, calling us to say yes to the next thing, whatever it might be. God, give us courage to say yes. Give us faith to say yes. Help us to trust you. Because when we trust you, we are trusting the name and the God who is above every other name the God who knows all things, the God who plans and ordains and guides all things. We pray all of this in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And we praise you now, God. Amen.